says vampires are no laughing matter. <laughs> they certainly are. Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast that wouldn't die. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, as always, is Aaron. How do you do? This week, we'll be discussing the old, old classic. The Fearless Vampire Killers, starring Roman Polanski, Sharon Tate, and others. So, good times. <laughs> oh my god, I can't believe you picked this. Literally, I've never seen it all the way through, because it's one of these things that just kind of pops up on, like, Turner Classic Movies or some channel randomly, and you think we should like it, but oh no. It yes. really makes young Dracula seem like Lawrence of, of Arabia. Well, there's a lot of issues. Before before we get into all this, each week on the podcast that wouldn't die, we discuss guilty <laughs> I'm pleasures. I'm jumping in, mother. <laughs> it was my bad. Guilty pleasures and forgotten classics of the past and the present and the future, perhaps, with a comedic twist. Good times had by all. My issue with this is I remember this movie as a, as a young child. Like, I don't know, it was on KTLA or, or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, this was that same kind of vein as those kind of late 50s, 60s hammer films with like Peter Cushing and Christopher no, Lee and those, those sort of good. things. Well, but that's in my mind, that was there was a connection there because it was that same kind of thing. You know what I mean? Is, is this like like Porky's all over again, the great Porky's debate, that your mind was not fully formed when you watched this, and so now you're watching it with a, with a, a fully formed brain, and now you see the error of your ways? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Although I still like Porky's. I'm not gonna lie, ain't no shame in my game. Did I tell you I had uh, St. Patrick's Day with with one of our aunts who was telling me, while her husband was telling me he thought it was anti-Semitic, she was like, "Oh no, that's the funniest movie I ever saw." I was like, "Oh, <laughs> Lord." Well, I told you, and I've her had, Jewish I've... husband was explaining how anti-Semitic it was. Okay, first of all. Porky's is not anti-Semitic because the main character faces, or not main character, one of the characters faces anti-Semitism and rises up against it. And then the anti-Semite who was in his social group realizes the error of his ways. It's is a that subplot the one who of Porky's. Stuck his dick through the whole. Yeah, you're right. It, it is such a mind-altering <laughs> film of of racism and rising it above it. It's civil Absolutely. rights. It's not just dicks through the bathroom wall. It's it. There are many parts to Porky's. <laughs> Believe you me. Believe you me. Believe you me. Are full of shit. <laughs> the biggest problem with Porky's is that there's literally 15 members of the cast. All these, evidently, the entire basketball team, including the guys that come off the bench, all play prominent roles in Porky's. So it's hard to know was that the anti Semite or was that the handsome guy? I don't I, It's hard for me to is judge. Is like who, Game of Thrones? And does it very have much. slightly similar names to each other? They do. And that's the thing. It's like the anti Semite is one of the main good guys who just happens to be an anti-semite and then later he realizes oh damn anti-semite yeah never mind what 
<laughs> I had a mini stroke. Sorry. Right. Never mind. Well, the most anti-Semitic part of it is the fact that the Jewish boy was played by an Italian. That's anti-Semitic. <laughs> bump, 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 bump. So there you go. Like, like Iron Eyes Cody. It was Iron Eyes Cody. Actually, I don't know if that's true. He may have been really Jewish, and he was just Italian when he was the the Italian kid in Caddyshack. Iron Eyes Cody. Yes, Iron Eyes Cody. <laughs> Absolutely. Because isn't the word on the street is he is also Italian? He yes, his yes, he was Italian from uh, Louisiana. His name was like Giuseppe something. But to the day he died, he said, "No, no, 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 no." I am full-blooded Native American. He, to the day he died, even though we have like birth certificates clo- cl- showing clearly not even a drop of, uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Warren was more uh, Native American than Iron Eyes oh, Cody. Lord, Very sad. Boy, that, that really shot her. She shot herself in the ass with all of that. You, you better put, if, yes, if, if your grandparents are, con- Warren. Well, I always, it's basically what they say is that her grandparents or something had, had told her, oh, yes, yes, we have Native American blood without any kind of verification. It was like when mom told us that River Phoenix was obviously a cousin of ours because his last name was Phoenix. And therefore, there must be some. My mom's maiden name was Phoenix, for those people who don't know this. So clearly there's a relation. Did no. the Phoenix family found the city of Phoenix in Arizona? I don't believe that's true either. So well, good times. So are you also saying that Nana, who told me we're related to Ulysses S. Grant and the Marquis de Lafayette from the American Revolution, is that also not true? Because I've been telling everybody that. I guess Look, I shouldn't say it when I run for office. That's the gooch. If you're going to start, if that's going to be your campaign you know, foundation, then I would, I would go verify that. And enough about all that nonsense. Why don't you give us your 30-second synopsis of the Fearless Vampire Killers? Couple of jackasses wandering uh, some kind of Eastern Bloc countryside uh, looking for vampires to kill. And uh, I don't know, Jewish farmers uh, with naughty daughters and then... uh, whatever whatever uh the the local count who runs the castle comes he's a vampire uh pretty soon everyone in the town is a vampire but roman polanski and some crazy dude with a red nose uh they actually almost don't kill any vampires it's it's really ridiculous and then they leave because roman becomes a vampire at the very end spoiler alert spoiler alert Trust so me, he, I'm doing you a favor. You you feel that you had never seen this movie all the way through prior no, to this No, I always view. got bored and then turned it away. I remember. Here, I, I, there was an obligation for me to pay $3 and watch the whole thing this time. That's fair. I, I remember um, seeing bits and pieces as I was a kid. And I thought I was indelible in my mind because I always kind of appreciated those kind of gothic late 50s hammer films. And like I said, I kind of filed this away with those. And frankly, one thing I really liked uh, going into this was the the winter uh, setting. I thought that was a very cool and interesting choice because and it's one you never see in these kind of gothic vampire films. I thought that was kind of cool. 
I enjoyed that. that. The best thing of the entire movie. It was clearly filmed in some kind of freaky, rundown Eastern Bloc uh, village. It was good stuff. I, I dug that. Now, I remember seeing this 15 years ago. Maybe like Netflix sent me the disc or whatever, and I, but I barely like I remembered the plot now in a way that I didn't prior, but I didn't remember it being quite this attempted slapsticky. Oh. You know what I mean? Attempted is the word, friend. Attempted is the word. Well, like this, this is clearly an attempt at a comedy. That's what they were yes. going for, which I didn't realize. Funny. I wonder if 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 people in the '60s had a more uh, like um, I don't want to say retarded, but a delayed, <laughs> you don't want to say that. By the way, I'm going to break that. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean it in the French way. I what does that mean? <laughs> it means the word retard. Retard means. Oh delayed. God, it's we went down this wrong wrong path. Let's just move I, on. What I'm trying to say is maybe like like we were talking about Porky's and our brains weren't formed. Maybe people in the 60s brains weren't formed all the way because it was all the Agent Orange and like whatever bad hashish. <laughs> people were not war. spraying Agent Orange just around the countryside. Okay. Interesting. Drugs Unless it's the countryside. Were fun back in the old days. And then you have Vietnam. Right. They That's sprayed in the point. Vietnamese countryside, but not uh, in the greater greater Midwest, as far as I know. Uh, as far as we know. As far as we know. Um, one thing I have to full, full, full transparency, dear listeners. I tried to, I rented this on Amazon Prime. I watched about eh, five or six minutes of it and promptly fell asleep. Next night, Keyed it up, watched about 45 minutes of it, promptly fell asleep, went to watch it the next night, and it was saying, your rental is over. How about another $2.99 to finish this? And to you which said, I said, how about shut the f*** up? Shut the I, hell up. <laughs> I said, I will beat you if you even suggest I, such a thing to me. So I did I what I could do. You. I speak on you. I did. I went on to YouTube and watched a couple because people post like random scenes. So I was able to kind of piece together uh, that and my memories as to what occurs in the final 15 minutes of the movie or so. So <laughs> full disclosure, ladies and gentlemen. Good times oh had well. It was just a mess. And the weird professor who's playing much older than he really is with the red nose. And then halfway through it, I was like, does Roman Polanski not know English at this point? I'm pretty sure he does. And it took like three quarters of the film for him to have any kind of uh, strung together conversation. Right. Okay. Well, let's let's just jump right. It's in. mostly nyang, nyang, nyang. <laughs> yes, yes, Weird it is. There's a Benny lot of Hill humor. The, it, it is literally a lot of kind of rejected Three Stooges comedy. People falling. They see something scary and go nyang, 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 like uh, Harvey Weinstein was one of the lost okay. Stooges. What are the lesser fine brothers? <laughs> Again. Not Harvey Weinstein, you anti-Semite. 
<laughs> anyway, good lord. Um, right. So in I think we're supposed to think this movie takes place in Transylvania, but it is the Transylvania where no one speaks Romanian. Everyone speaks fluent, perfect British accented English. Except for Roman Polanski. Including the mother of the inn. Uh, They all went to English boarding schools before they came to live in their hovels. That is correct. That is correct. So (laughs) Roman Polanski, who I swear to God looks like he's 14 in this movie. I'm sure he's he wasn't. He's quite attractive, but he's as small as a pixie. And I always thought they always made like a big difference that that Sharon Tate was so much taller. She's one inch taller, but I, I'm guessing she's wearing heels in, in the pictures I've always seen. He's well, she, five she, five. She's five right. six. Right. Well, you're and not leprechauns. Okay. Shorter guys in the world. Don't be offended. But if you're five five as a as a dude, that's that's an impediment. Let's just say for the ladies. Okay. There was an article not I read. That was not a problem for him. Well, here's here's the thing. They basically lined up, they did this experiment where they lined up guys of reasonable, you know, attractiveness. Like they're all about the same level of attractiveness, whatever that means. The, and the, they had short guys all the way up to like really tall guys. And what they found when they interviewed just like a swath of women was that the taller the guys were, the less accomplished they had to be, basically. Right. You know, all things being equal, they're all reasonably good-looking guys. I when they got to women down about this, taller guys are lazy because they they don't have to do anything. It's like it, I'm sure it's like guys sitting around saying like pretty pretty girls. They ain't doing shit because they don't have to. But basically, and the sad thing is that when Shorter they got guys, to guys work harder. When they got to the guys who were like five, 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 four, five, three, they literally had to be princes, CEOs, billionaires. Like they had to be like that level of okay, accomplishment. You're five, three. I mean, any shorter, you're going to be in a right. circus. What's next? That's true. You're, it's like Rupert <laughs> it, Murdoch or something. Well, he, he got a lot of money. I often tell the story. I was at a party thousand years ago when I was at San Diego State, and I was chit chatting with this dude, and he was sitting up on like the ledge of the balcony. I, I didn't know him. We were talking about whatever. He's a good looking guy, and I was like, "Nice talking to you." He said, "Okay, I gotta run," and he hopped down from the thing and revealed himself to be like five three. And instinctively, my opinion of him changed just in in a second. And I like, and I felt bad. Like I, I saw it happening, right? Like in my mind, like meta thinking. I was like, "Oh, my thinking, my opinion of this guy drastically changed in that moment." I felt bad about it. It's strange. Did you give Who him a dollar say? and tell him to buzz off? He he did a little jig, <laughs> and ran off. Where's me gold? So. Oh, and by the way, Rupert Murdoch is actually five ten. He just looks like he's a gnome. Uh, I had a similar experience. I remember okay. uh, in my youth talking to a dude at a bar. Oh, we're about the same height, sitting down. Have you ever noticed that? I'm all legs. So uh, I remember my ex-husband was actually taller than me sitting down. So I'm talking to some dude. We're making headway and we stand up to go. And all of a sudden his eyes were at boob level. I was like, oh, okay. Dear listeners, Aaron is six foot three. 
Okay, and I'm, that's not a joke. That's not a punchline. So <laughs> she could be talking to a guy who's 5'11", and he'll be a boob level. He so. is not a boob level. <laughs> but my point is, uh, yeah, it's, it, it is a surprise <laughs> because I'm I'm all leggy. So I, I'm talking to someone, we appear to be at the same height, and I'm like, hmm. Oh dear, he was all but, torso apparently. <laughs> exactly, we're going down this weird bird walk. But I also remember we, we many times small men. We do. I remember many times where there'd be these little kind of pixieish dudes that the chicks were all over. That were all well, over them because they got to compensate. So they they have to be <laughs> more interesting. They gotta have. They gotta work for it, right? It it, it just de- it, it depends. I don't want to. I don't want to paint with and so broad a brush. And if you're attractive and right. you're working on it, I mean, you're not talking about some guy who looked like those reconstruction from World War One. <laughs> They're wearing like a a plastic oh. eyepiece. Yes, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. And they have a scar where part of their head was removed, and they're five foot five. I'm specifically referring to Rocky Dennis from Mask with Sharon <laughs> Sam Elliott. Okay, this is we're, this took a dark <laughs> turn. Anyway, Roman Polanski is the assistant. We started charitable fun for poor short men so they can get married, get have sex. Is that what you want a Kickstarter? Well, here's a, yes, like I do six actually. Foot three, and it's sad that we're that you you are also pitying smaller men. It is. I. It's a. It's a character failing on me, and I own that. And I'm working on that, ladies and gentlemen. I'm trying to grow from this experience. That's Anywho, right. Roman Polanski, who at this point was already an Academy Award-winning director, so there you go. He is the assistant of an eccentric Albert Einstein clone, oh essentially. It, it, that it was, was the look they were going between for. Between Albert Einstein and one of those old blow-up clowns that you punch. That's all I kept thinking because he literally always has this like Tip O'Neill blazing red nose. I see. No, no one knows who Tip O'Neill is. Tip O'Neill, absolutely. Um, anywho, so they he's Professor Abroncius and they go around uh i guess hunting vampires but i you get the sense that they haven't found that many up to this point or know what to do with it because at one point he's trying to talk roman polanski through they have their moment and he's just so inept that he can't do it and they have to put everything away and then he loses the whole bag anyway right well yes later in the movie uh, Professor Bronzius gets stuck in a window, essentially, wah, wah, wah. And Roman Polanski is in a position where he's got the special bag of tricks, like Felix the Cat. He's got out the hammer. He's got out the stake. And he is literally set to stab Count Von Krolock, or whatever the hell his name is, in his coffin and cannot bring himself to do it. He's too afraid. He's too bumbling. So, I mean, that, that would have been the end of the movie, essentially. Cannot bring himself to do it. Got, got Professor Von Krolock, dead to rights, literally. And what it's... terrible name. No. Professor Von Krolock? Wait, I, I messed that up. Count Von Krolock and Professor Abroncius. Oh, okay. That's what it was. Sorry, that my makes, bad. My that bad. makes it better. 
for much for sure. much better much much better, better. Larry, Larry clear now thanks for clarifying oh, sweet Jesus <laughs> this movie man and what is it like the first I was, I 30 was like minutes? Kevin's gonna Go have to save this because I was just I was like oh son of a I think I watched uh, part of it with my coffee in the morning, just shaking my head, going, Kevin, with a fist raised to the Lord. Well, it's like you said earlier, this movie very much is, what if this was a Benny Hill episode with vampires? Because all it was missing was the yakety sax. And the little old man that he'd slap on the back of the head. Because it's old dudes... You may be right. It was, it's old dudes and Roman Polanski and then just cleavage. Cleavage up the yin-yang. So that's yeah. what you get. Yeah. So. All the girls <laughs> look like uh, Sharon Tate, who is a redhead in this. And who is who is lovely, but she kind of looks Gorgeous. like all the girls of that time. And all those vampire movies, she's that mm-hmm. kind of fashion modely girl. I'm like, this is the Victorian age. Why you got your, your tits up around your ears? Well, and that, I mean, speaking of somebody who's watched all those Hammer movies, that's what it was. It was, yeah. it was Cordis. What am I trying to say? Oh, Not Cordis's. I'm trying to say uh, corsets. Cordis, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I'm having an epileptic oh, seizure or something. Cordisans, yes. coitus, <laughs> I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it's bodices and boobs sticking in your eye. Like that's, that's what they did. Like what's funny about those Hammer movies is by the 70s when that time rolled around and suddenly it was like nudity was cool. Uh, the Hammer film started to release like their version of Risque. They have like <laughs> the vampire lovers. Like there's all these like lesbian vampires from the Hammer movies. Check it out. Check out 70s Men love Hammer all that. movies. They always think the lesbians are going to look up at you and go, hey guy, why don't you join us? We're just faking. <laughs> Is that too much to ask? I mean, I don't know. So yeah, she but that's, was lovely. So I was curious because yes. I never saw Valley of the Dolls, but uh, yeah, whatever. Well, and she, I mean, her her career and her life was obviously cut wildly short. I mean, she wasn't right. in that much, but no. this was one of the things I remember seeing her in. Um, there's I a think, scene. Wasn't he editing this or something when she was murdered? He was in you London know what? editing. No, I think he was working on Rosemary's Baby, wasn't he? Or was am I Rosemary's crazy? Rosemary's Baby? Was that filmed in the UK? No, that was filmed in the US, but I think he was living part-time in the UK. I don't okay. know. Okay. Uh, who the who the heck knows what's going on? Um, but this was the movie that Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski actually met. They met filming this movie, and their romance blossomed from this movie would you quit posting on instagram while we're trying to record a show yeah, it's very upsetting sending me a message but i was trying to figure out what movie it was barbarian brother <laughs> keep going anywho so there's there's a scene where uh the crazy hunchback who lives who lives with count von krolock in the castle comes to town for some reason. I don't even remember what he was doing there. He was like stealing some corn from the reserves or something. I don't know what was happening. And the serving wench hides under a table to avoid the hunchback. And Roman Polanski hides under there with her. And while she's shuddering, 
Roman Polanski like just reaches up and starts grab trying to grab her boobs yeah, under I the table. It was supposed to be simple, but but he's not, not. that simple. He's not that simple. He's oh, yeah. you know what? your target audience for this nonsense. Well, the target audience is Roman Polanski, clearly, because <laughs> it was just like, what if my character grabs your boob while we're hiding under the table? That sounds like common genius to me. I don't know what accent I'm doing, but he's Polish. He's po- okay. Well, I'll work on my Polish accent. Work on your um, Polish accent. He, he right. So there, and there's a lot of scenes like that where it's like, whoa, <laughs> your bo- your boobs are sticking out of your corset. I've got to just reach out and grab them. I'm losing the accent. Good lord. And there's multiple scenes where it's Sharon Tate in a bathtub. Two different scenes. Sharon yeah, Tate in the bathroom. And then she gets spanked naked by her father. Yes. Uh, because I told you don't take baths. Right. She's using the communal tub that I guess uh, Professor Obronsius and his moronic imbecile manchild. Uh, as we'll call him i don't even remember what rob polanski's character's name is but that's not here nor there moronica yes so she's using the tub when she's not supposed to so there is an extended scene where where her father is spanking her on the ass while roman polanski peeks through a keyhole like it's lady chatterley's lover or something i don't know what the hell is happening in this movie and i kept trying to figure out who the father was the father looked familiar but he's dressed like i wasn't sure if it was tevia from the fiddler on the roof or the fiddler himself <laughs> either way either, either way, way. tevia yeah it's like sunrise sunset <laughs> i'm like this is an alternative of uh, fiddler on the roof we that don't know correct. what's going on in the other hovels. That is correct. So uh, what happened? Like uh, the crucial turning point is Sharon Tate gets in the tub a second time. And this time Count Von Krolock smashes through the, the skylight as these hovels often had and climbs in, sucks her blood and steals her out through the skylight. And I then, thought it was very progressive that they had a skylight uh, in their hovel. And then we should point out while she's bathing, Roman Polanski is having an inner battle, whether I guess he should rape her or not. I, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> that is correct. Well, she yes. quaalude, so he decided to pass. That That is absolutely correct. And she was not she was older than 13. So there was all yeah. sorts of conflict going on. He well, what happens is hilariously, he is going into the bathroom and she's there talking, basically trying to convince him, hey, let me use the bathtub. But of course, they're speaking in innuendo. So he thinks she's down to, to, to like, let's hit this. I know I just met you, simpleton, but why don't we? And I'm <laughs> I'm a 10 in L.A. and I'm at least a 15 in Romania. Let's <laughs> let's get this. Let's close the deal, big boy. Um, so, yes, that's when, that's when Dracula, pseudo false Dracula, homeless version of Dracula steals her away. Um, it totally it, looked like the dude from it looked like Leslie Nielsen if he was in fact a vampire. That is I'm sure Leslie Nielsen still looked exactly the same way in 1966. Yes, this was this was Leslie Nielsen and Dracula dead and loving it. Uh, 
So then Tevya steals in and is horrified that his daughter's been kidnapped. So he climbs through the skylight to go after him. And of course, the next time we see him, he's he's had his blood drained. And he's, he's frozen as a stick. And uh, I don't know, the weird clown man is showing every part of the exposed area has bite marks. That's correct. So there's the scene where they're dealing with the body of the innkeeper and of course, the camera pans away, and when they pan, when it pans back, the innkeeper is like up and like awake. So then it's that wacky, like, "Ooh, they're chasing me! I'm chasing them! I'm a vampire! Ooh, but I'm still the wacky innkeeper!" Right? Oh yeah, it was ridiculous. It's, and he's desperate, so he he wishes to continue raping the servant, and then he oh, kind yeah. of moves on to his own kids. That's correct. We didn't even talk about that wacky uh, scene because he's married to the innkeeper's wife, obviously. But he also has the serving wench that he's constantly trying to throw the goods at. Constantly. He's so, literally just ignoring him darning socks while he's like, yeah, he was absolutely right. creepy. Because it wasn't, I, I don't think we were supposed to think that they have like this consensual you know, affair no, going on. She didn't Keep in mind, be into it, but she seemed a little simple she herself. Seem, seemed a little simple. Now the idea is, is like I'm cheating on. I'm going to wait till my wife's asleep, then I'm going to sneak out of the bed, go downstairs, and ostensibly somewhere on the spectrum of have an affair or uh, a vicious rape, somewhere down there, and my wife's not going to find out. I hope. Fingers crossed. Is that, is that essentially what's happening? Balance of power. I don't think the wenches in the old days had unemployment. So it, unless you wanted to be out on the street in the snow, you kind of had to that do is, what you had to do. You had to do what you had to do at this point. So this later... They absolutely have. So they, <laughs> later they, they, they find their way over to the castle. And this is kind of when it... I, I thought it had some good moments once they're at the castle. Now, not the comedy. Ignore the comedy. Uh, ignore the uh, the offensive caricature of the no, count's the plot, gay son. The acting. Oh, the gay the gay son. They all look like something out of like a 1960s soap opera. That's correct. So the count has a gay son, and again, this is the late 60s. So this is played for laughs. He's gay. That's comedy in and of itself. No jokes necessary. That, no according jokes to Roman necessary. Polanski. Exactly. And but of course he he's got his eye. eye for for tiny Roman Polanski. <laughs> exactly. So you know Roman Polanski wrote this where he's like not only not only is Sharon Tate after me which strangely enough I guess it worked out uh at That's least right. in the short term. Uh but also all Everybody gay men are after you, me bro. as well. Everybody wants you. Everybody wants poor Roman. Everybody wants you. Very sad. But I thought it was a cool moment when the Count locks them out on the balcony and they look over and you see like the graves in the courtyard yeah. and they slowly start opening and you see all the people coming out of the graves. I thought that was very, that was a cool moment. That was a good shot. But then again, <laughs> I go back to my question. Please. Uh, why do you keep creating more vampires? Eventually, you got to feed these people, and you're in a distant castle, far, far away. That that is true. And there's there's literally one look, innkeeper. You meet them all. It's a party, and they all look like shit. 
Yes, they're all kind of decayed. It's kind of a thriller. Kind of, it's like thriller meets adamant. Yeah. They're doing that thing where they're all wearing, <laughs> they're all wearing that. Kind of, exactly, no question. So I guess that the idea is the count once a year throws a ball, and all the dead homies in the graveyard climb out of their crypts once a to year. Get jiggy to get jiggy with it, and the count supplies them with. Whoever, you know, whatever he could find at literally the one freaking inn within 50 miles of the castle. But not so, origins. Not the origins. Yeah, they're less worried about that, evidently. So, and I guess the prize this year is they, they found Sharon Tate, who presumably has been there every year of her life. And yet this is the year where we strike. I, who? Okay. Good time. And they're all going to feed on her. You know, there were a couple other people at that inn. Well, it's interesting that they are at the inn. Yes. And they all fed. I mean, multiple people fed on the innkeeper. Was it just the Count and his son? That doesn't seem like enough people to keep the army of the undeads uh, satisfied. It does not. It does. I, I agree with you there. Very, very sad. So that, the, the people coming out of the coffin leads directly to the dance, the actual ball, where they're kind of dancing around and doing their thing. And they're Sharon Tate looking foxy in her in her uh, fancy red dress. And, and red dress, looks great. Red hair, red dress, dynamite. Love the shoes, love the purse. The whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Anywho. Uh, so then played for comedic effect, the professor and whatever his name is, little Igor, Romanica, (laughs) Romanica, they find some vampires who are sitting there on a bench watching the festivities and conk them on the head. Cause that would do something. No, they they take, (laughs) basically they take like what appear to be like, what is it? The knight's helmets, helmets that they wear? Yeah. Conk it on their heads. And I guess not because because you can knock vampires unconscious as one does. I didn't know. It's good to know. Good, good to, to know. know. In, case you, in case you get into a scrape. Steal their clothes and then proceed to dance around. Because I guess at this point, they're not trying to stake Count Von Krolock anymore. They're just trying to rescue hot Sharon Tate. I, I think is right, what, what... Because they are not fearless and they are clearly not vampire killers. They kind of blow at their chosen profession. Ain't no lie. And again, it's like Roman Polanski's character is fixated on Sharon Tate. It's not like he's just rescuing her because that's the right thing to do. We can't leave this poor woman behind. It's more like I'm in love with you. We met for two minutes the other night and now I'm in love with you. And took I took a bath and I peeked through the window and now, we've, and we now I'm, I'm in, I'm, I'm all in and I don't care who knows, who knows it. Like later when they break into the castle, he finds her in the bathtub a third time and approaches her and immediately like kisses her and she's into it. She's like, cool. I, what's your name again? Big boy. I, doesn't Whatever's matter. Clever. I'm down. I'm down. Whatever you say. But anyway, this kind of, has another kind of cool moment where they're kind of dance doing the dance with the vampires going around in circles doing whatever the hell the you know 
that they do in those kind of period balls. And as they're trying to escape, they're walking kind of as part of the dance. There's Sharon Tate. There's Roman Polanski. There's crazy Albert Einstein. And they walk up and there's the huge mirror on the wall. And all you see in the mirror is just those three. All the vampires are not in the mirror. They notice it. The vampires notice it. And the audience notices it. That was kind of a cool moment. Yeah, that was foreshadowed with uh, the gay prince putting the moves on Roman and then Roman looking up and noticing he's the only one there. And yet he's still being molested. Still still being molested. By, by invisible ghost hands. <laughs> As one does. Do you have anything As else? One. I got nothing on this. I thought it was boring. There were definitely times... When, because you know, ladies and gentlemen, peek behind the curtain, we typically try to take notes as we watch this thing. And the second time I was watching it, I had to remind myself, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be taking notes. Where's my pad and paper? Because, but it wasn't like, you know, oh, that's a hilarious moment or that's a great moment. Let me write that down. It's a lot of kind of bumbling Roman Polanski, and that's the comedy. I think uh, the one note I, I did take is that it seemed to be shot at a much lower level. Where in what way? Time, what do you mean? Like most of the time, it was as if it was shot from Polanski's POV. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that might be so. That might I was be so. Like, hmm, he looks about average height in this scene, where, like where the camera is. It's not panning down. No one's really that much taller than him. I was like, these are all d- directorial decisions I'm seeing. So you're saying it should have been more like a Lord of the Rings kind of thing, where it's like there's little Elijah Wood jumping around, hopping up on things. That's what you wanted for Roman Polanski. Hey, if you're going to go for comedy, Roman. That would have been funny. That, <laughs> I don't know if he would have found it quite so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's where it's not just I'm bumbling, but it's just like, hey, look at me. It just he inherently I'm humorous. For three quarters of it. He just kind of goes, yang, yang, yang. I mean, it, it was ridiculous. I'm like, is he going to be mute through this whole thing? Had he not learned, like, had he just come from Poland? Had he not learned any English? What's happening? He, uh, There are multiple scenes where he sees something vaguely vampiric and he literally goes and turns around and tries to get the professor's attention. Who's professor is 95 years old. If you're counting on him to save the day, we may be in trouble here. Oh, it was painful. Every eek and every knuckle bite. I was like, oh, shit. How long is this movie? It was about an hour and a half, but it felt about like five straight hours. Of, of only, Roman Polanski, comic the genius. The only reason to watch this is Sharon Tate and Roman Polanski. <laughs> just, just to see Wait a where Be they specific. met. Oh, I no, see. No, just this, this is where <laughs> they met. I mean, just for ghoulish reasons. That's the only reason. It is not uh, uh, worth your time. Well, it's not scary, obviously. I don't think it was trying to be. Uh but it's also not funny. And that's the gooch. I've talked about this before. If you are an unfunny comedy, then you do not have any reason to exist. 
And that's right. That's a problem. That's the worst. That is the worst. We're not even complaining about like American Werewolf in London, where it wasn't that funny and it wasn't that scary. This is not scary at all and not even funny. It's not even like an airplane funny. You're just like, oh, did people laugh at that in 1966? Was that a knee slapper? Well, you know, look, here's what it comes down to. If they just made this straight, like we're not trying to be wacky. It would have been better. It would have been 100% better. No question. It would have been bordering on good almost. Uh, if it would have just been straight, you know, hey, we are fearless vampire hunters and we're we're handling this and, you know, in our wacky in our not wacky adventures, I would have enjoyed it much more. There's nothing more painful than <laughs> than than unfunny slapstick. And that's what this oh, movie is. hundred percent. I 100 percent agree with you, although a little uh, plot could help, too. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. They could try to kill a vampire. They could do something. And then when you skip the very end, I mean, please uh, hit me. Sharon, they rescue Sharon Tate, and they're he, she, and Roman are in the back of the sleigh with the nutty professor driving off. And yep. the end is uh, Sharon Tate bites him in the neck, and this is how the vampires were able to spread across Europe. Um, and it's interesting because she was not a vampire at the ball. But somehow during their escape, well, she Was had a reflection. Oh, you're right. Maybe so it's some... like COVID. It's got to build up a little bit. I mean, that's entirely possible. But that's that's the thing. It's like she was not a vampire at the ball or we would have known it because she had a reflection. So some, sometimes I guess the antibodies or whatever. The, got the microbes. Something like that. Shall we yeah, go behind right. the scenes? That We're 45 no minutes into this. Nothing Hopefully, makes sense. Uh, the behind the scenes is where all the interesting things will now be happening. You would Do be tell. disappointed. Uh, let's see. <laughs> they originally, Roman Polanski wanted to shoot his film on location in and around a castle in Switzerland, which he saw while he was on vacation. But was not able to do that. So they had to shoot all the interiors were done in England. And then they filmed all kind of the outside stuff at like a ski chalet area in Italy. Um, And they, uh, they built, they had local artisans build the coffins. And there were so many coffins that had been built for the purposes of this movie that they had to hang up signs saying, don't be afraid. This isn't the plague. We're filming a movie. Because people were getting a little the uneasy. The fascists as you are might not imagine. coming back. As far as you know. As far as you know. Sharon Tate later would marry Roman Polanski. Yeah, we all know that. Thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the ballroom scene. Uh, the way they came up with the, were able to have that scene where they look and see the reflection. It was not a mirror. They made a like basically a window that looked like a mirror. And then had a double stand on the other side of it and it recreated the entire room on the other side. Is that easier than getting a fucking mirror? <laughs> no, because then the, the vampires would appear in it because they're not really oh. vampires. You silly oh, fool. Yeah. Are, you, are, you, are you Veronica? Sweet lord. I might be. Um, Roman Polanski was not happy with the American release of this film because they edited like 20 minutes out of it. 
which made the plot incoherent, according to him. Uh, oh, is, is they, it because it had a plot in the European releases? That's what they say. And it added a kind of animation scene at the beginning. Yeah. It changed the title from Dance of the Vampires, which is the original title, to <laughs> The Fearless Vampire Killers or, excuse me, but are your fangs in my neck? Because evidently, the, exactly, evidently the American version, they wanted to be, they tried to make it funnier, quote unquote, by by making these edits. But what's interesting about this. Call me is crazy. The, I'm sure if we watch the European version tomorrow, it will be just as terrible. Well, here's, here's I'm going to knock your socks off. We watched the European version. Basically, oh, the version whoa. that is out, because you'll, you'll notice, and let's and correct me if I'm wrong, there was no animated intro. It just no, went I right an, in. I had an animated intro. What did you? Like you little, had the green monster. That that's still the European version. In the American version, there's a long extended cartoon scene oh. of of Roman Polanski. In the title, yeah, in the title, there's a cartoon. Well, in the title, it's the MGM lion and changes into a little cartoon vampire face with like blood dripping yes. from its fang. That's yeah. it. In the original yeah. uh, American edit, there, I swear to God, there's a 10 minute animation cartoon. You can still see it on YouTube if you're so inclined. That is a crime against humanity. It's we, a crime I am against not, humanity. And I am not inclined. You're not. <laughs> can't say I blame you. Very upsetting. Um, oh, yes. The producer discovered Sharon Tate on the set of the Beverly Hillbillies and insisted that director Roan Polanski use her instead of Jill St. John, who was originally supposed to be the character. She withdrew, so they had to find somebody else. I gotta else. tell you, Sharon Tate is more attractive than Jill St. John, and that's what they're going for. Not that there's anything wrong with Jill St. John, but uh, Sharon Tate is more glamorous. Well, I think that's also why they made her a redhead in this movie, because Jill St. John is a redhead. So there you go. Okay. Good right. times. Uh, let's see. Anything else? There was a musical ad adaptation of Dance of the Vampires that premiered, premiered in Austria in 1997. Oh, it was directed Jesus. by Roman Polanski and featured music by rock composer Jim Steinman. So there you go. For me, who, I've see, we've seen many films by Roman Polanski. And none of them are bullshit like this. This is truly <laughs> terrible. And this it's not was, his first film. No, 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 he made He made a film in Poland, uh, whose name escapes me, that won an Academy Award as Best Foreign Language Film. And he left communist Poland to England, where he made three films. The first one was called uh, Repulsion with Catherine Deneuve. Oh, I think I've um, seen that. I, I think it's on our list. And this was the last one he made. Fearless Vampire Killers was the last one he made before he went to America to make Rosemary's Baby. Which is iconic. Which is iconic. And which is Chinatown. shocking. Well, Chinatown was later, but you're absolutely right. Um, let's see. And Should you we know talk Roman about Roman Polanski's backstory during the war and all that, right? Hit me. I, I know it vaguely. Go ahead. Warsaw Ghetto. Absolutely. He was trapped uh, and crawled through sewers to escape. 
Very, very yep. terrible. So his whole family is gone. Yeah, they were executing everyone, and he he waded through the sewers to get out. Awful, awful, horrible, horrible. Um, should we talk about the cast? I think he was like nine. Right. <laughs> he was yeah, like, yeah it was, a little kid. It was a problem. Yeah. Um. Okay. Jack McGowan played Professor Abroncius. He was in The Quiet Man. Yeah, he, he was a, in everything. Yes, he was. He was in Darby O'Gill and the and Little People. Little People. Who did he, he play? Was, was he Darby? He, he put, no, he played Fadrig Oge. Does that do anything? One of, the, one of the jackasses from the bar, I'm guessing. He was in a movie that we've already reviewed, by the way. Do you know what movie he was in that we've already reviewed? What is that? He was in The Exorcist. Do you know who he was in The Exorcist? All right, well, lay it on me. Because honestly, I think I looked this up. Well, he's not. Tell you, Max. No. Oh, he's the director. He's the. He's the director. director. He's the drunk director who gets thrown down the stairs and gets his head turned backwards. That is absolutely correct. Not funny. Because he looks. Because in this movie, he looks like crazed Albert Einstein. He doesn't normally look like that. You can't tell what he really looks like. Yeah, he's clearly a much younger person. Right. Just like Max von Sydow in uh, The Exorcist. Just like that crazy chick in X. Yes. Pearl is out in theaters right now, if I think, by the way. I'll let you you preview that. Yeah, thanks for nothing. Uh, Roman Polanski played Alfred. The, the moronic man-child. You know him as the director of Chinatown. He was in The Tenet. Uh, the Ghost Rider. What the heck is that? He was still doing know. stuff. Carnage. This is a, like a lot of new stuff. Out there. You Absolutely. Know, the, French, the French love him. So French don't mind his crimes. They're, 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 they don't mind his crimes. They're loose as a goose. And of course, as we said, he had a small uncredited role in Blood for Dracula. So there Blood you go. for Good Dracula, test. absolutely. Chagall the Innkeeper was played by Alfie Bass. Alfie I tried to Bass. Look him up. I thought I might know him too. <laughs> he was in the Fearless Vampire Killers. He was in Moonraker. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think. Who, it said just. Uh, let me see if I can find this. But he was called... not, in fact, the fiddler on Fiddler on the Roof. He was not. He was, I'll tell you exactly if I, if, if I can find it in time before it takes me too long. In Moonraker with Roger Moore, he was the con- consumptive Italian. Is that helpful? Okay. So uh, 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 an Italian person with cancer. Is that what we're saying? Or, is, or tuberculosis. Consumption? Okay. Tuberculosis. It consumes. Tuberculosis. Yes. Very nice. Was- yeah, that's so clear. Like Dead Man 3. Yeah, that's, that's me. exactly right. He was also in the Beatles movie Help as the doorman. Yeah. You know him, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Sharon Tate played Sarah Chagall. You know her from Valley of the Dolls, The Wrecking Crew. That was that movie with uh, Dean Martin. Yeah. She was in uh, Eye of the Devil in 1966 and The Fearless Vampire Killers. So there yeah. you go. And then that was it. Uh, do you want to know about any of the other characters? Oh, no. No, I do not. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> the village idiot, who I'm assuming 
There was a character called the Village Idiot. It was played by Ronald Lacey. Do you know who Ronald Lacey is? Which one was the Village Idiot? They were all idiots. The Village Idiot, I believe, was the dude who, when uh, Professor Bronson is like, is there any castles around here? Everyone's like, no, there's no castles. And there's this dude who's like, oh, yes, there is a castle. Oh. Runs and like covers his mouth. I've tried, I've tried to block out so much of this movie. Now, thank you for bringing that back. Ronald Lacey played the, the evil Gestapo officer Tot in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, that's kind of <laughs> rock and roll. That's, that's pretty crazy. Um, that not crazy. that you'd notice, because this is literally, you know, what, no. 20 years prior to Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Sweet Jesus. Okay. Good Lord. Shall we talk? We're going, we're going deep in this. Shall we talk about the rating? Are you ready? Lay it on me. I want. I hope you have some 1966 ratings. Uh, you... One can only hope. The m- movie, Fearless Vampire Killers, or Pardon Me, But Your Teeth Are In My Neck, currently has 70% on okay. Rotten Tomatoes. Come on. So, and you Come think on. that's a gift. That's a gift that keeps on that giving. That is a gift. I am telling you. this. The, the Rotten Tomatoes is now becoming like TripAdvisor when you're in Europe. And they're like, oh, five stars this restaurant. And you get there and they just feed you garbage at, at double human prices. It's all a conspiracy. It's all a scam. There is no way in hell... Not even making it a musical with this get a C review. No. Roger Ebert. Now, oh, none of these reviews are from, they're all from like 2009 or 2005 or whatever. There's none from 1967 or whatever. But Roger Ebert gave it one out of four. Oh, yeah. And his review was simply, nobody laughed. No, that's true. That is... <laughs> That's a shot. Nobody laughed. Period. Exclamation point. Paragraph. So, very sad. So let's kick it to you, shall we? What is your rating for the Fearless Vampire Killers? My rating is 0.00000 to infinity. You don't need to see it. Don't be curious. I'm not even going to give it a snappy name. No, no, I will. No, I won't. That's it. That's it? The 0.0? To infinity. That is Bluto's grade point average in Animal House, by the way. Uh, I did not hate it quite that much, because that's that's an extreme grade. I might say... Eh, let's say 1.5 out of 5 Sharon Tate's in a bathtub. It's it's inoffensive, uh, but not particularly compelling. And we've established it's not funny, although it's desperately trying to be funny. So there were a couple good moments that I appreciated, but overall... Forgettable. I, I, I appreciated nothing. And I was hoping to find out what the actual reception one was when it came out. And thank you, Wikipedia, for not helping me with that. Uh, it just says, uneven, uneven but admirable. 
1967 vampire picture is part horror spoof, part Central European epic, and 100% Roman Polanski, whose signature sensibility covers every frame. Bullshit. You're not feeling it. It's just... Oh is what I'd I'm have angry. to say. I'm um, angry with it. Oh, and there's a band called the Fearless Vampire Killers. Just oh, for real? It's probably better. Well, here's what I will say. I do appreciate a horror movie that's set in a snowy countryside. I think if more horror movies would do that, I would appreciate it more. There's something cozy about that. But neither here nor there. Sure. I don't even Good know times. what the hell you're saying. Why would it be cozy? Because and you know I you can see you're you, sitting by a fire. Movies. Dra- what, what, wasn't it snowing in uh, the Keanu Reeves Dracula? Was it? Maybe there were mo- maybe there were moments that were snowy, but this was stem to stern snow. So, who's to say? So, mm. thank you very much. Go to our page on Twitter oh, at T Podcast ah, What IMDb just reminded me. The uh, the one amusing part was the 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 uh, serving girl was trying to protect herself by holding the cross when when uh, uh, Chagall came in to rape her. He's like, he made some comment like uh, that's for the for someone else or something. Because Jewish. he was Jewish. Yes. Did they establish that, or was that just your anti-Semitism? You just assumed he was Jewish. You've got the wrong vampire, is the quote. No, I do remember that. Remember that you got the I... Oy vey, you got the wrong vampire. I Gavolt. Um, <laughs> anywho, so you can go to Twitter at T Podcast Die. You can go to uh, Facebook at the Podcast That Wouldn't Die. Aaron, are we on Instagram? This is our worst podcast yet. I'm sure it'll be high. Just Sarah your your contribution here. is not winning any awards. That's for damn shizzle. <laughs> Are we on hard. Instagram? I'm trying to money. squeeze wine out of a stone here, brother bear. Yes, yes, my Instagram. My Instagram is the Cult of Aaron. No, Man, our Instagram. Pay attention. This is the worst <laughs> podcast you've ever done. <laughs> it's late okay we have an (laughs) ig account and it is called prepare for this it is the podcast that wouldn't die kevin you're making me laugh it is (laughs) the podcast die please follow us i appreciate the dramatic pauses that are constantly occurring Good Lord. We are also, you can also email us at gmail at the podcast that wouldn't die at. I gmail. miss that Q too. I miss Sweet that Jesus. Q too. <laughs> Not your finest work. Uh, you can, we were on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere the finer podcasts are available. So make sure you like, share, rate, and review. Won't you? Like and share. Now, like and share. Now, Eric, this is the time where you share your personal information for all the world to hear. I'm just going to give my personal IG because I'm not going to give my professional because it's too shameful. Uh, I am. Shameful. 
<laughs> because it's such a, I'm doing such a terrible job today. Oh, I so am the cult of Aaron. Join the cult. I am also don't feed the pigeon. And I'm on the Twitski. And mysteriously, I have a second Twitter account. Somehow, mysteriously, I was signing into something and it created a whole new Twitter account. And I'm like, why am I getting all these bullshit notifications for things I don't even know anything about? And where are all my people? And then I realized it was a different picture and it had a different name. Okay. Did you hack yourself is the question. I, I may have hacked myself. I have all these problems because I have these apps that check my followers on Instagram. And so I've had problems because I also post from Instagram to Twitter. And what's I, I keep either getting locked out of Instagram or locked out of Twitter because of this uh, unfollower app. Because let me tell you, you follow me and then two days later you think you're unfollowing uh, me without me knowing it? No. Guess I again, sucker. I watch that shit like a hawk. For show. A hawk. For show. Next week, we we should have a special guest. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil the beans. That's not even a term. Spill the beans or spoil anything. I don't know what I'm trying to say. This is madness. You're delusional. It's contagious. So next week, we're going to discuss the classic Kurt Russell offering Big Trouble in Little China. You can watch that for free on Hulu if you have it. So there you go. If you don't I do have Hulu, have Hulu. So there you Speaking go. Speaking of Hulu, yes. in, case you, in case you didn't know, the, season, the new season of uh, What We Do in the Shadows just ended. But... Los Spooky season two just started. Get on that. And I just saw Barbarian. You need to go see that. Anyway, so it's Big Trouble Shut Channels on Hulu. <laughs> Send us any favorite scenes, favorite quotes, comments, and questions. And we may talk about it on the show. I, You know, I say that. Who's to say? We may not. Who's to say? I can't. I won't be. <laughs> don't fence me in. Who knows what I'll do? Arbitrary. Exactly. So thank you very much and be well. Later. Later.